Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. It's The Big Show, NBA Roundtable Edition, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, uh, joined now by Tony Parks and Patrick Kinahan live from Wise Guys here at the Gateway in downtown Salt Lake. Don't forget about their Jordan Landing and Ogden locations as well. Uh, Tony, PK, how are we? How's, yeah. How are things? I'm ready to go, Am I man. on? Am I on here? You are Put on. me on. I can barely hear myself in the ear. What, what, what is it? Come on. Come on. Put up the sound, would you? I can barely hear myself. He's, he's on the air for PK a is in a great mood. In two yeah. seconds, he's already. You got to settle something for us here. We were talking something. to Keith Stubbs earlier. Keith Stubbs, And yeah. I told him, of everybody on staff, I thought you would be best suited to get up in front of a crowd and, and hey, do Take my up. wife. Uh, thank uh, you. And, and, uh, <laughs> and DJ said, nah, he's better at reacting. And I said, no, no. I sat it. I sat it and listened to him do a monologue for like a half an hour one night. Oh, I tell you, I tell you, man. <laughs> the first time I was fooling around, oh man, I was nervous. I was nervous. Oh, I mean, I was all alone. I mean, I tell you, hey, what do you think? Oh, okay. I don't even want to go. Is that there. where you wanted to go? No, exactly. Is that, is that what no, you were looking no. for? What were we trying to settle? My wife. My wife. She <laughs> likes to talk to me after you know, you know, intimate relations. The other night, she called me on a phone. I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> She said, how you doing? No loss. <laughs> yeah, that's enough. I said, I said, I'm doing good. How you doing? Too? Rodney Dangerfield's <laughs> finest. Nobody made me laugh more than that guy. Nobody. I mean, wise guys, I feel like I'm at home. Man. <laughs> I love this place, man. Yeah, I yeah, love hey. this place. This, is, this is the go-to hey, place. Hey, you broad, give me something to drink, would you? <laughs> Oh, man, where are we going? I feel like I'm in Jersey. You opened the door to this court. Wise guy. Oh, okay, so maybe I interpreted that wrong. You were going Andrew Dice Clay on this thing? Yeah, it's a combo. (laughs) Can can you give us your your A material, PK, because that was about what, D? Give us your best stuff. That was F as in fired. Oh, well, yeah, Austin, he's so paranoid, I tell you. <laughs> All right, let's talk some basketball. Please. It is the I'm just N- glad you didn't get on the nursery rhymes, man. That was- <laughs> <laughs> it is the NBA roundtable. PK, let's start with you. Uh, let's start talking about the Jazz. Uh, give us kind That's of your, here. kind of your, how much are you buying into the excitement, the hype 100%. of this upcoming season? 100% of buying into the hype, 100%. Haven't been this excited for the start of the season. And who knows how long. I was telling DJ the other day, normally the start of the NBA season, it, it's not that I glance over it, but I really don't get into it until post-Thanksgiving because in college football, that's when you have the separation. You, right. know, you have that three- to four-week time off when the end of the regular season, and maybe the Utes get to the conference final, and then a bowl game, right? And so at that point, then you really hone in on the Jazz. Well, I'm honing in on them starting tomorrow night at 7.02 uh, because I think that it's a lot of different things. The team is better. They're so intriguing. Quinn Snyder, I think, has done a phenomenal job, which I think is the ultimate uh, job of a coach. The job of a coach is two things. Putting your team in the best position to win and then getting the most talent out of whatever that talent level is. For some coaches, it's winning it all, but not for everybody. This year, he's got more talent. He's already done a phenomenal job Mm -hmm. of squeezing out whatever talent the team had these last few years, right? Well, now he's got more talent. Incrementally, that increases the pressure on him and his guys, too. But that's what you want. Majerus used to talk about all all the time. You want 
to be the team that everybody's looking at because that means you're really good. This team has the potential to be really good. And secondly, I think that with the competitive nature of the Western Conference, you don't want to fall too far behind. I don't think they can do what they've done the last couple years. Last year, for instance, they didn't get over 500 for good until like January 15th. Mm-hmm. At that point, yep. I never they went 1-0 to beat Sacramento last year, but that doesn't count. I'm talking about staying over 500. They got the 20... 21 and 20, I think. And then they were over 500 the rest of the way. I think that this year is going to be harder to do that because I think even the crappier teams in a Western Conference are better than they were last year. And so all that in, I don't think they need to get off to a fast start. I'm not necessarily saying that. But I'm saying don't get off to a slow start. Yes. You don't want to dig your way out. It's, it's going to be like harder this year. too hard. It's going to be. In the last two years, they've done a phenomenal job. They've been a second-half ball club all the way. But I don't want to waste – I don't want to yeah. – if you look at the, the true great teams in this league, they're pretty much consistent from the middle of October to the middle of April. Yep. Tony, how much uh, are you buying into all of it? you believe in it? Uh, yeah, I am because the Utah Jazz have had a defensive roster with a coach that's an offensive genius. I think Quinn Snyder is, is offensively brilliant, and not that he's not defensively. I mean, that's obvious too. But what you now have is a team that is offensively more skilled. There's, you don't have massive liabilities out there on the floor. This guy with right around average point guard play has been able to win postseason series and even get a victory against a team that he was punching well above his weight against in Houston in each of the last two seasons. Okay, Now, this guy also won games and had a 23 and 16 stretch with Bryce Cotton as his point guard. He's had Trey Burke. He has had, you know, George Hill, who by the way could not stay healthy. I think some of the best jazz basketball that's been played in the Quinn Snyder era. And Jake, you remember cuz you were doing some of the sidelines filling in for me and then the wins were happening when you were there. Uh-huh. <clears throat> but when you were there and a part of it, I thought some of the best play for the Jazz was when a healthy George Hill was there with other good competent quality offensive players. And George Hill is not going to be any kind of Hall of Famer or even threaten an All-Star game. On the other side, you have Mike Conley now stepping in. He has talked about how consuming this offense and running the point guard spot has been a really, really good thing for him. And while defense, I do think, is going to be a methodical process throughout the first chapter of the season, I think they could hit the ground running on offense. How methodical? So Mike Conley said that with good teams, it took half a season before the nonverbal communication was perfectly down. Right? Because you, you hear about it all the time. How good can a defense be? And, how, you know, communication, communication. Well, when do you reach that point where nobody's talking and everybody knows exactly what's happening? Uh, or that the verbal communication is minimal and you know exactly what it means. So are you, it means looking, at, are you looking at January? I'm not looking at January. I'm thinking that this team will hit a very good level defensively, right? Hit uh, among the top five quality in right around mid-December. I think it will take take a couple of months to do that. Now, now here's the reason why. So, Mike's, you know, you talk about transitioning into different things. I talked to Mike uh, the other night after the preseason game, I guess it was a week ago. Yeah. I talked to Mike Conley a week ago, and I said, hey, uh, what, you know, defensively, just asking him some different questions about it. He said, no, I'm having to change habits, not from bad habits to good. He's having to change good habits with Marcus All to different good habits with a guy like uh, uh, Rudy Gobert. Now, I- even in this industry, you work with different people. When you transition to something very different, you might have good habits, but now different good habits to perfect and make your teammates better is a big part of that. Yeah, I can't relate to that. I mean, you try uh, doing a show with Jake Scott. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> he has a load of questions. Is <laughs> issue dirty? <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, I'd say, you know what? I heard you squawking about that this morning, too. Jeez. Go Utes. Jeez. Did you listen to Lincoln Kennedy? We're soft. I did listen to Lincoln. I, you know what? I never miss Lincoln. He's, he's terrific. I mean, the devils are just too hard on, on the youth. Why, why are we going down this direction? So, 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 just so, adjusting to different people. I'm amplifying Tony's point. So, so instead of insulting Jake, PK, let me ask you this question. I'm not insulting it, it, Jake. It, I'm know. putting him in his place. <laughs> his proper place. Huh? So, so glad you're here. So, Thank you. Good to see you. So, uh, good to be here. So Quint Steiner talked a, a bit long about what Tony was talking about there. Offense is instinctual and uh, defense is habitual or habits versus instinct. I got you. Uh, do you agree with that? And uh, how long do you think it'll take? Well, I don't necessarily disagree with what Tony says. So I've got, if they're hitting their stride by mid-December, well, that's four weeks earlier than they've hit their stride. Minimum four weeks. You can argue six to seven weeks, almost to the All-Star break in prior seasons. So if they're hitting their stride pre-Christmas, that's a beautiful Christmas present for Jazz fans, right. as far as I'm concerned. Are and they, they won't they... be awful defensively in that meantime. Right. Right. They'll be right around middle. That's right. what yeah. I'm talking yeah. about. Right. That's my whole point. Between now and then, don't suck. Because there's plenty of games to be great, but be good from the start. And I think that they've put such an emphasis on it with this defensive culture. And these dudes that they brought in are all over 30. Am I missing anybody except for Moutier? The, you know, the Conley, Bojan, Green. Green. These are veterans. Davis. Ed Davis. And Ingles is over 30. Mitchell's an old soul as a, as a kid. Gobert, he's, he breathes fire at all times. Nobody ever believes in him. He's ready to just kick butt the second he wakes up. You know, when he was in the G or was it D League then and now it's G League. You know, he was breathing fire. Bakersfield Jam, man. I'll show you bleepers, and he has. So let so me ask you guys He's going to have that going on. Do you think it's more likely that the Jazz, Jake, uh, will be a top five defensive rated team or a top five offensive rated team? I think at this point I, I think you've got to go offensive rating. By the end of the year? By the end of the year. I just They started slow defensively the past two years and still ended up in the in the top five. I just wonder... Last year, they were doing that from the middle of the league, right? They, they started out 16, 17, 18 in defensive rating. Mm-hmm. They spent the rest of the season climbing in and, and peaking out at two and right behind the Milwaukee Bucks, and we're playing some pretty special defense down the stretch. I, I'm a little concerned that it starts out disastrous, and instead well. of climbing from... 15, 16, well, you're climbing from so 21, 22. So you're afraid you're going to see a continuation but of what's been going on As in long the as they win games, I, I don't, who nope. cares? Because <clears throat> right, their correct. great defensive rating has gotten them smoked in the second round or against Houston smoked in the first round. Yeah. So they could be this greatest defensive team ever. Great. That's nice. But the offensive teams are the ones going. So you had to give up. You can't. They couldn't afford. If they could bring back Derek Favors and there was no salary cap, bring him back for $18 million. But it's not money well spent. My first question to Dennis Lindsay at locker room cleanout was essentially that. And he danced around it saying, you know, they wouldn't be where they were with, without Derek. And I get that. Mm-hmm. But there was no doubt in my mind they could not afford to bring Derek but back. But later he said, uh, we looked at what happened. We weren't good enough. Right, right. And it's no knock against Derek because right. he's a fine, fine player. They just needed other stuff. Yeah. Now they got that other stuff. So they give up a little defensively. If they match it or ex- exceed it in wins and do better in the playoffs, who cares? 
That's what it's all about. Right. You're saying that there, and I think you're right. There's the possibility, and I don't know if 20, worst case scenario, yeah, they're like 21, 22. But I don't think that they'll be that bad uh, defensively through the first two months of the year. I don't think they'll allow it. Because the, the care factor is too high. The, the want to is too high in terms of wanting to be good on that side, yeah. things like that. The habits that they have are different. They're not bad. And I think they'll eventually immerse into to being really good. It's not like we're talking about Al Jefferson, Ennis Cantor. Not okay, guys, no, you got, let's get going. Conley, Bogdanovich, <clears throat> Ingles are 32, 30 and 232-year-olds. Two yeah. It's now or never. Yeah, and Conley is saying to me, it's even different down to the dialect. Like, I'm used to hearing Mark say what he says when he says it the way in he says Spanish. it. In Spanish. Now he hears it differently with a French accent. He said, no, <laughs> you'd be amazed. He, he wasn't making excuses. He was poised. He was confident. He was comfortable with it. He wasn't in and any way... Australian accent. Yeah, he wasn't in any way complacent. And I think that that is going to be the biggest reason why. But let's, let's say, Jake, that your biggest fear comes to become a reality. That they're like 20th defensively throughout the, the first chapter of the year. What PK is saying might be right on. That the offense becomes so good that they're able to, as long as they're able to still win games and get away with that while they become better with it, it's fine. Here's the unique thing about the Jazz last year defensively, is at their best, they were like nine points per 100 possessions better through a long stretch. And it was a stretch where uh, uh, Ricky was injured and Donovan was running the point. And there was this huge stretch for like two, three weeks. I forget how long it was. But it was, it was a notable enough sample size where their defensive level was hitting something so spectacular that, yeah, the, the biggest thing I want to see for the Jazz is whatever their rating is at the end of the year, that's one thing. How good is their absolute best on both ends of the floor? Because that's what we're going to see when the postseason Well, comes I don't around. know if this is an adequate measurement then. But let's say the Jazz's offense is the sixth best offense in the league. That's outstanding. Uh, what, is say, the, what does the defense have to be? Top ten? Yeah. Yeah. You got, and, and you, got something And you there. think, based on the track record here in Utah, based on Quinn's uh, instruction and with Rudy Gobert in the middle, that they can, they can reach that? I, I think they can, but there's a lot of unknowns in this league, particularly in this conference, with so many guys moving and I don't know that we've ever seen this. Can you guys think of another year where we've seen so much talent shuffle? No. And so you have to let that play out, too, because the Clippers have got their thing. The Lakers have got their thing. The Rockets have got their thing. You know, how's it all going to sh- shake out? We're not really sure. You know, last year at this time, they were all, the Rockets are all jazzed up about Carmelo. Well, that didn't even last to Thanksgiving, and he was gone, right? So how does that all play out here? So there's a lot of unknowns. Not just with the Jazz, but with everybody else. So how are they going to be? So maybe the Jazz don't need statistically as good because the other guys have slipped a little bit here. Mm-hmm. But it's a give-and-take situation. The bottom line is what Justin Zanuck and Dennis Lindsay did, I supported 100% because they had to do something. And they didn't just do something to do something. Agreed. That drives me nuts at the pro level when they change stuff just to change it and try to fool the fans. No, they specifically addressed needs. Now those needs have been taken care of. I believe Bojan, who couldn't sh- make a shot in the preseason, and that's the best time to, ha- to be in a slump because it doesn't count. Right. Right. So he'll, he'll be fine. He'll be able to do his thing as he relaxes and gets in the flow and they're playing all the time and everything now. So maybe they suffer a little bit defensively. But I think these guys have a sense of urgency now because Conley's made all the money in the world. 
What has he not done? He's, he hasn't won as much as he want wants to win. And Bojan, too, got a yeah. taste of it. And Gobert breathes fire. Mitchell wants to be one of the five best players in the league. How do you get to that level? Through winning. He's yeah. already had all the stats. Now it's time to win. It, winning time is now. There's two things that this team has out of all these teams that had all the shuffling around that make me feel good about the Jazz, at least for the regular season. One, you have a lot of guys on these teams who have been on teams that are well-coached, tough, but they weren't as talented as some of these other bigger-name teams that they went up against, right? But they were some of the better players on those teams. Sure. Like there, was a, there was a talent gap. That was it. Houston and Utah, I'm not going to say Utah got out-coached. They didn't. There was a talent gap there. Like You have one of the Rushmore, one of the players offensively who's going to be on the Rushmore of NBA greats for offense. Just offense. Clint Capella. Easily. I'm talking about a P.J. Tucker. (laughs) Now, no, no. But in all seriousness, like that's happening. So Indiana's run into that, right? The Memphis Grizzlies ran into that. The Utah Jazz have run into that. Now you've got a chance to play all together and understand what it takes to give things up to want to go win. The other thing is, I think Utah is one of the only teams where, one of the few teams where the leadership of their team is a true extension of the coaching staff. I believe Rudy and Donovan are very much a true extension of Quinn Snyder, and I think Mike Conley will be too. Who do you think will be the, the, the primary leader? I asked Jake this question. Of uh, the, the whole entire team? Yeah. I think the heart and soul of the team is Rudy Gobert. Yes. Hmm. Yes. And then the okay, Donovan has a role but, in that. Mike Conley has a role. But the Everybody heart and does. soul doesn't necessarily be the leader. Okay. Then I think he's also. I think he'll be the best leader by example, best leader by toughness, best leader by impact overall on the team. Okay. I don't impacting any, I winning. Don't, I don't have any problem with that. But when we get to April, I think I might go Conley. Really? Yeah. Because he'll be running the show. He's a proven veteran, man. If he was with the Lakers, he would. Uh, be a superstar in this league but he's over in memphis which yeah. is even i've been to memphis many times my wife's grandmother lived down by there and that, that's even more backwater than here <laughs> <laughs> in, terms of, in terms of perception in the league i think it is right that's but it. but i think mike conley has been what uh quinn snyder has really needed in that offense and I think Quinn Snyder is exactly what Mike Conley has wanted to have, you know, in terms of an offensive system. Not to win. Both of them have been able to win. They're both good at what they do, but now to win at an optimal level. I don't think we'll see it right away. No. Because I think he's going to work his way in. So that's what I'm talking about when it's time for the playoffs. Who's going to be the heart and soul of this team? I want him to do it because I think he's capable of doing it. And also, and I think he has the respect of the refs because he's been around. Mm-hmm. And it also, most importantly... Donovan, just go play ball. Don't worry about leading. Don't worry about being out in the community. Just go play ball. We'll take care of this other stuff. All this other, don't, 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 don't talk to the rest. Don't say anything. Conley will take care of it. Joe will take care of it. You just go play ball. He, in his two years in the league, he hasn't been able to do that. He's had to carry the team yeah. offensively. What a burden on a 21 and a 22-year-old. Come on. He's done it phenomenally under the circumstances, but now just go play ball. Blossom at 23. And just go do what you do, and don't worry about it. And that, and I, and so he statistically he should be the leader. But I want to see Conley take over and start coaching on the floor. And when they're going to timeouts, I don't want Donovan to do it. I just want Donovan go play ball, son. Yeah, go make plays. Yeah, and when you get to be 27, 28, that's a whole other story. But right now, just go play. This is almost like uh, not quite pickup ball, but just go play, Donovan. See and what you can do. You know what's interesting about that PK is that last year when we saw him go up against Houston, 
as Tony said, or maybe you said it, uh, there was a talent gap. We could all see that. For sure. But there, it was almost like they needed a rudder. They needed someone to talk to Joe Ingles and say, Joe, hey, I know they're doing some things differently to you defensively, but yeah, we, you got this. You know, and Donovan, don't panic when you're being double teamed. And, and that's where I think Conley can come in yeah. and fulfill that role. He'll yeah. simplify everybody's job. Yeah. Mike will, when he's playing at that level. Rudy can be the heart and soul. But it's, gonna, it's harder for Rudy to tell guys how to play on the perimeter because he didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Whereas Conley has and has been doing it for over a decade and doing it very, very well. So I think he can have a more of a relationship and more he can relate more. Those players that you just spoke of can relate more to him because Rudy's down low doing what he does, does it very well. And that's why I want to see as the season progresses – Conley becomes the extension of Quinn Snyder. All right, we'll have more coming up next. We'll talk some overall NBA stuff. That's uh, Tony Parks, Patrick Kinahan, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott. We're live from Wise Guys here downtown at uh, the Gateway. They also have locations at Jordan Landing and in Ogden. We'll have more for you straight ahead, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. <laughs> Welcome on back. Big show, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. We're live from Wise Guys here at the Gateway. But DJ and PK are going to be out and about on Friday, October 25th from 7 to 10 at Murdoch Chevy, 2375 South, 625 West in Woods Cross. It's your NBA roundtable. Jake Scott, Gordon Monson, Tony Parks, Patrick Kinahan, Austin Horton with us back at uh, our Carrier Studios at Vivint Smart Home Arena. Let's talk a little uh, broader NBA with you guys. PK, let's start with you. Who is your favorite in the Western Conference? I don't know if there's necessarily an overwhelming favorite. I don't, I don't you know. Certainly not the Warriors. You can look at, man, that's the team everybody's got to beat. There's just a whole bunch of question marks. You know, the default pick is the Clippers, but I'm not sold on the Clippers, man. You don't think they'll be able to score? I'm just not sold on them as the favorite. Well, they have have one of the three best players in the league, and then you add Paul George. Yeah, Paul George is not exactly Mr. Clutch. He's not Jerry West in the postseason. (laughs) I don't know if he'll need to be, though. Well, you're going to need somebody. Who's it going to be? I mean, maybe Lou Williams is the guy that takes the pressure off, and, and Paul George can just use his incredible athletic ability to guard. And, and like I was saying with Donovan, maybe he can just play ball and just play off Kawhi. And Lou Williams, is you know, he's got that scores mentality, obviously. But hey, I'm a little suspect on their big guys. So I can't really put, put a – identify – this team is the favorite. I, I I think get back to me after like twenty games. What do you this, think of the Lakers? Well, anytime you got LeBron, I mean, you should be competitive. We've seen what he's done, and I, you know he's going to slow down at some point. But I don't think it's a measurable decline right now. I'm interested to see what Anthony Davis does because yeah, you've been great down in New Orleans, but nobody's been paying attention to you. Now everything is going to be dissected a thousand times over. Yeah. You're going to be on TV all the time. You have a few bad games, or what the heck, buddy? Now, yeah, when you step up in stature and we need you to do it, that's not to say he's not going to do it because he's got a ton of skill. But the Lakers, too, you know, Kuzma's going to be out. How long is he going to be out? Who's going to be that third option? You know, they got Danny Green. I like that. That's a nice pickup. That's like a, maybe a, a notch above a Jeff Green pickup. And so I think he can contribute there. But what, what about their big men, too? LeBron is the caliber that he can play any position. So maybe their big men are those two guys. It's going to be Anthony Davis and uh, LeBron. And, you know, somebody like a McGee or whatever can, can 
fill in if needed. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I like them all. And what's Denver going to do? Are we disrespecting Denver? A little bit. You know, they, they came on last year, obviously, and they, they, they flamed out in the playoff. But that was their first go-around. They got a bunch of kids. You know, I mean, 25, 26 years old. Mm-hmm. What, what are they going to be? Put the Jazz there? And then Houston. If, 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 if Houston works, I think they can win it all. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. But I don't know if it can work. Uh, it's going to go one way or the other. I, I feel like it's going to uh, be good, but not championship good. Uh, David Locke and I have talked about this a few different times. And he, he believes that that D'Antoni system is, is going to be simplified to the point that transitions for both these players will actually come easier, and that being Harden and Westbrook, than what maybe we're all thinking. But, yeah. I, you know, back to the, the whole point that I think you're getting at here is, okay, I have the Clippers as one. But I don't think the Clippers are <clears throat> 65 wins and everybody else is 54. Right, and I don't have any problem with the Clippers yeah. as one. So it's just I got the Clippers as one. one. I think there's going to be a really tight bunch right up there at the top. Are, I think, you, are you burying the, the Warriors? If there's no clay the whole entire year in terms of championship level, I think that you have some really good teams the rest of the way. It'll be a lot tougher for them. I don't know, burying them because they could be – anybody's nightmare like let's say it takes them a while to get it together they're a six seed and there they Steph, are Steph's gonna go a complete nightmare for everybody yeah. in that first and second round but championship level yeah i'm not picking them for that i'm picking them sixth in the west for the reg oh. and then when the postseason hits and they're able to really uh play the way with so many new people i think no iguodala is very big on that no clay thompson's big are you, are you guys are you yeah. guys absolutely convinced that clay won't be back no and i think already that Kerr has backed off that. Yeah. Said that that's not the message. He, yeah. he wasn't yeah. putting a nail in it. Basically, already. it's like, well, we'll wait and see. Mm-hmm. I so, don't. I don't think so. Whereas yesterday, boom. But let's say healthy and at playing at an optimal level with Clay by the time April hits. Well, they've already right won. A, the they've already won a yeah. title. I mean, they're right in the thick of it with Jamal. And now and let's guys. say there's some six seed or a five seed. They could be a nightmare for anybody to deal with. So. Um, but that that one, two, three, four. When we we get into Clippers, Jazz, uh, uh, Oklahoma, or not Oklahoma City, uh, Houston. When you get into you know the conversation about where Denver's going to land, you could have a, a really rough six seed to deal with, a five seed, a four, a three, a two. I just like Utah to have a really good regular season at very least, and then we'll see what it looks like when the postseason hits. And I think they'll be number two in the Western Conference. And who's number one in the East? Well, well, that's the Bucks by far. Do you guys believe in the Sixers at all? I don't. I think Jimmy Butler did a lot for them last year. Yeah. And people are you. You bring on Horford and you see you, people it, picking Joel Embiid as MVP. No, I don't. I, I'm of no, the league. I'm not buying it. Yeah. Yeah. I can see it. So I'm trying to, but I don't know if he plays enough games. Separate the fact that I don't really care for him. You know, I don't think they're all that well coached for a team that has so much talent. Um, there, there's a lot of things I don't like about. Them. I'm not a big fan of Ben Simmons. This could be the year that they do win the East. This could very well be the year, but I'm going to pick Milwaukee. I think they'll be better than they were a year ago, but I'll pick Milwaukee. And will Antetokounmpo hit threes regularly this year? Do you think he will become that complete player? If he does, look out league. I know. Yeah, if he does, I, I they want the I don't title. think he needs to. Yeah. I wouldn't worry about so that. So I won't pick him to well, do he's, so, no. he's at a, an incredible level without doing it right. already. So. But, but, because but they, if they, he did, that's what you're yeah. always going to ask. If and, he did, and he'd be unstoppable. And that's what people expect from the, the best player in the league, to uh, to be even better and lead your team to a championship. But they're really well-built, Milwaukee is. I mean, they've put a bunch of shooters around him. I mean, it's really a – and obviously they're a great defensive team. Are they well-built or built well? 
I'm going to go with... well-built has a different connotation. So go with built uh, well, maybe? Yeah, yeah, well, I don't know. I'm you trying to save you. How would, how, how would Chester say it? <laughs> I'm not doing this. Knock yourself right out. <laughs> no, I got in enough trouble last... last uh, One time segment. DJ was all flustered, and he went to say, go knock yourself out. And then he said, <laughs> go knock yourself up. <laughs> nope. I don't think you meant to say that. That's, that's not right. All right, we'll have more coming up next. Stay I'm not tuned. Even sure, how you do that? We'll wrap up the roundtable with PK and Tony live from Wise Guys downtown at the Gateway, 97.5 and twelve eighty the zone. Welcome on back. It's the Big Show, the NBA Roundtable edition of the Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, live from Wise Guys here in downtown at the Gateway. Don't forget about their locations at Jordan Landing as well as Ogden. And uh, join Hans and Scotty this Friday on a football Friday. They'll be at the warehouse in Orem, their new location off University Parkway, uh, right there in the old Toys R Us building. Jake Scott, Gordon Monson, Tony Parks. Patrick and Ann, uh, Austin Horton uh, with us as well back at our Carrier Studios at Vivint Smart Home Arena. Uh, PK, Tony, I, I want to ask you guys the same question I asked the other guys last hour. And uh, let's start with you on this, Tony. You can, you can uh, pick a Jazz one if you want, uh, overall NBA one if you want. But what storyline in the NBA is specifically catching your interest that you're going to be following all year? Man, the storyline to catch my interest. Russell Westbrook, James Harden. Yeah. That one, if I just go uh, That NBA. one might be it for me, too, if that I mean, works. Really, really does. Because, it, and David Lockett said that Russ does not have to change as much as I think he does. But my guess is, like, uh, there's going to have to be two such high-usage players right there in that same backcourt. What do they do, take turns? I feel like there's got to be something there. David's uh, sound on his reasoning, though, that this offense uh, that D'Antoni has I think uh, it makes it natural. easier for him. Um, for yeah, me, but... in terms of the Utah Jazz, uh, uh, my whole entire thing, one big thing that I know we've talked about everything else, so one thing I will add on is who is off that bench that is going to really rise? Like, does... O'Neal reach another step. He doesn't have to be spectacular. Does he take another step? Is it George Niang? You know, like, uh, which is the guy, uh, uh, healthy Dante Exum, does he uh, uh, have a, a notable step forward? Because that second unit, um, I think they need a punch with that second unit, and an obvious one. By the way, did you see the uh, the injury report? Dante's <laughs> Dante out. Dante is out. Yeah. No way. I know. It's and obviously, Jeff Green, Ed Davis, <laughs> these are players that they're going to be counting on as well. Just, just all together... Who is that punch? Who's the, on the score? Second? Who's the score? Who's the most likely oh, score off the bench? Green. Joe. Green. You, think, you don't think Ingles is going to start? No, I don't think Joe's going to start. I think mm-hmm. sooner or later he'll start. Did they yeah, just, eventually they did get they to that. Did they just extend yeah. him $14 million that not to start? I think it's all about, I mean, his role is going to be critical yeah. of the team. It's about maximizing the role, and they need scoring he's coming off the bench. It shows off the he's bench. Closing he's closing, for sure. Yeah, so, I, I so, what, so why wouldn't you start him if he's going to close? Why well, do the two have to be correlated? I don't know. You, you, you need some power off the bench, too. It's, right. They'll move. They'll keep Joe on the bench if O'Neal flourishes as a starter. Right. So it's not Joe. It's the other guy. 
what they decide with that spot. And if that player does well, then Joe stays where he's at. Mm-hmm. If that player doesn't do well, then Joe Mo's back. Are you going to bust Joe for the extension? Joe? Yeah. He can't quit me, man. The $14 million That's all. Plus whatever it was. Now, what, 14, 14 Well, no, what I'm going to bust him is ESPN had their top 100, and he was rated 62nd and 65 was old G-Time. G-Time making 30 mil. <laughs> Come on. So you think he's underpaid? Pretty good bargain. <laughs> uh, PK, give us a storyline you're really keeping your eye on. You're talking about aside from the Jazz? Uh, either way, whatever whatever. Because the Jazz, I mean, I, we obsess over the Jazz every which way possible. So they're they're... This job is too important to me for not to obsess over the jazz. Maybe years from now, I won't. But for now, it's all jazz all the time. Uh, and then, uh, you know, having lived in Los Angeles, it's the Lakers. I mean, that's where my – I grew up as an NBA fan at Showtime. I covered Michael Jordan's first NBA title when he was cradling that trophy. <laughs> if I would have reached out my arm, I could have touched him. And Jesse Jackson tried to – butt his way in and said sorry he's like excuse me excuse me i look at him i ain't moving <laughs> and then jim belushi came in same thing sorry jb i ain't moving i'm right i staked out my spot <laughs> and i'm standing right there <laughs> so i uh, i think do you think well let me put it this way how well do you think it will work with on that with lebron and anthony davis i mentioned this earlier that every big that's been paired with lebron his production has gone down well, if you're talking Chris Bosh, it plummeted. Well, Kevin Love, too. Uh, yeah, Kevin Love, too. I can't argue that. Although uh, Big Z's, Druna Silgaskis was But big. they had other guys. They had proven wing commodities mm-hmm. in those situations, right? Dwayne Wade and Irving, right? And so Kyle Korver. What do the Lakers have? <laughs> I'm just messing around. No, I love, I love, I love Ashton. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so do the Lakers have anybody? Does he so, like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches? Right? Yeah, that's what I hear. And so what do the Lakers have that would take away? Because they need Anthony Davis. I mean, they didn't need Bosh or Love to play Bosh or Love level to win titles. Those are facts. But I think in order to win a title this year or next year, they need, if AD resigns, they need Anthony Davis to play at Anthony Davis level, whereas the other teams didn't. So I would be surprised if his production dropped. And I think LeBron, say what you want about whatever he said about China, and I don't expect these guys to be great orators of truth, even though they like to think they are. I don't care about that. I'm not a shut-up-and-dribble guy, but I'm only watching LeBron because he can dribble. (laughs) I mean, that's my whatever he does over here, what he says, I don't care. My point is I think he is the ultimate team player now. Because it's all about can he get a title in Los Angeles. And if he can get a title, if AD is scoring more, nobody cares. So I think that that's the great thing about it is all these guys who moved, this is what we want as fans. We want emphasis on winning. We don't want emphasis on stats Mm -hmm. and selfishness. We want winning. And all these dudes who moved, they've obviously been at other places. And a lot of them, with maybe the exception of Anthony Davis, they're older now. And so what is it about? Westbrook and Harden, are they not both in their 30s? And how many titles have they won combined? It'll be zero, right? Well, now they got a chance, man. they got a chance. This is about winning. How many? D'Antoni's pushing 70. How many, Tony, how many titles has he got? Zero. Lee stole one from him when he was with Phoenix. But nevertheless, that happened. So it's all about winning. And if you're not interested in winning, 
I don't want to hear from One other thing about what you were talking about there, PK, is LeBron, if LeBron trusts another guy and thinks that guy's going to help him win a title, he's going to feed him the ball. There's no question. I think he's proven that. I think he's like Jordan in that respect. And we all saw the thing. Kerr, they're going to double me. I'm going to give you the ball. You're going to hit the shot or I'm going to beat the crap out of you. And so (laughs) he got the ball, made the shot, and they won the title. Uh, big thanks to you, uh, Tony Parks and PK, Patrick Canan. Thank you guys for dropping by. I really appreciate it. do this more the... than once a year. Yeah, I agree. Uh, these are I fun. agree. These are really I don't fun know about Gordon, things. but I think the rest of us. <laughs> Give Gordon the day off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the outcast. <laughs> uh, all right. Joining us now on the show is our good friend Kent from Technoglass. Hey, Kent. Hey, guys. Uh, this is it. Technoglass has an amazing deal for you this evening. It doesn't get any better than this. This is the last time we're doing this. $99 windshield, $75 labor install. Over 85% of the vehicles qualify. So if you have a cracked windshield, it's not going to get any better than this. Uh, You don't have to get it done tonight. All you have to do is call and schedule an appointment. Uh, We've got operators standing by. you got about 5-10 minutes to call in. $99 windshield, $75 labor install. Available at all Technoglass locations from Logan down to St. George and Tooele out to Vernal. Here's the number to call to get your $99 windshield, 801-562-2200. That's 801-562-2200. Thanks, guys, for having us on your show out there. Thanks, Kent. We appreciate you, my man. 801-562-2200. Last chance to get on that schedule. 801-562-2200. More big show straight ahead live from Wise Guys at the Gateway on 97.5. The Zone. Wrapping up a big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Big thanks to Keith Stubbs and the gang down here at Wise Guys. Gordon, I think uh, we can consider the NBA roundtable a success. Oh, it was fantastic having all the guys in. It's always so fun. Whatever the season is, whatever the sport is, uh, these guys are the best. So big thanks to everybody, the whole staff. Thanks to uh, PK, DJ, Hans, Scotty. Thanks to Tony. Thanks to Austin uh, doing a great job. It's going to be a fun NBA season, Gordo. Yeah, no doubt about it. And now all the questions start to get answered. And we've, we've wondered about it. You know, the moving model here. The Jazz have uh, made some changes, but so is three-quarters of the West. So we'll see how it all matches up. All right, we'll talk to you tomorrow on a game day on the Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 of the Zone.